anti-Semitism is alive and well in America. And what really gets me, you know, one of the perfect tweets I've seen on this whole story was from the Wall Street Journal, Kimberly Strassel. She comes out and says, get a load of this. So just to be clear, a Somali-American Democrat engages in repeated anti-Semitism and Democrats pass a resolution that condemns white supremacists and, of course, they get a reference to Charlottesville in there, but that's, which really speaks to the power of this party, the, well, the Democrat Party, or Nancy Pelosi. So let me put an example out there to you too, Jim, Ava. Listen to this now. Now, what do you think, serious question, what would happen if Matt Gates or, or, or Dan Crenshaw or any of these, what if they had said the same thing, that uh, Ila Omar had said. What do you think the response would be from Pelosi? Take a guess at that. Oh, my goodness. They'd be marching on the Congress. There would be people scratching the doors to get in. I mean, they'd be screaming and chanting and beating and pounding. I mean, come on. This has been going on, Malcolm, for so long. And this is the sad part of it, is the Republicans and the conservatives have been so lackadaisical about this. They've just been so laid back. I mean, Louis Farrakhan has been in Congress, behind the scenes, with Democrats, with Barack Obama. I mean, this stuff has been That's going on for a long time. That's an interesting way to put it, with Farrakhan. Mm-hmm. And then Soros as well. In other words, they're actually United States congressmen, and, we don't, and people don't even know it, is what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, this is stuff that has been hidden or tucked away in the past, or they've been embarrassed to be seen with these people. Now they're in Congress serving. Yeah. That's the only difference. That's the only difference. Interesting way they, to put they it They now have power. And the thing that really disturbs me even more than the anti-Semitic remarks, which right. disturbed me enough, sure. but the fact that she has top intelligence clearance, okay? Yeah, it's got a lot of people nervous here. Uh, Jim, Why? how do the Democrats get away with this, for real? I mean, because you know, full, I mean, you can't tell me for a second that Pelosi wouldn't have had a conniption if one of the Republicans had said this, you know darn well she would. So how do they get away with it? Because she's so good at changing the narrative. It's called media collusion. These people go onto every broadcast show. They make excuses. The media covers for them day and night, whether it's the late show with Colbert or it's the morning broadcast with uh, Joe and Mika. They they just come up with excuses, just rationale. They come up with these stories of why this woman from Somalia is allowed to make these uh, statements. And it's yeah. they rationalize it is what they do. If you would have told me this like five years ago or 10 years ago or ever, if you would have said this to me before and said like this is I would not I would think you were just really pulling one over on. I would have never believed you if you told me this is what we'd have in Congress right now. This is the conversation we'd be having. I would I would not have believed you. No, it's it's the worst of all cases, really. I mean, and she's not alone. Omar is not alone. Okay, there yeah. there's Cortez and there's uh, Talib, and you know there are others. There well, are Talib's others the one that well. came out and called the president in that meeting an mm-hmm. MF. Remember, she right? She's the one. Right. Yeah. Right. I have that right. It um, wasn't Omar. It was her. Right. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And you know, if a Republican, for example, mm-hmm. if a Republican woman 
had done that. Can you imagine? Can you just imagine the blowback? I mean, it would be it would be astronomical. They'd shut the Congress down. They you would know? they would shut it down, Ava, and they would be marching as you say. So I still do not understand for the life of me how they get away with it. I, I cannot I, I can't comprehend that. How do they well, get away with it? We'd better we'd better hold on to our hats here because it's gonna be a, a long ride. Um the next, you know, two years or so, it's going to be like this. Just just prepare yourself. I mean, this is, if this is the warning shot you're saying, this is only the beginning. It, you're just seeing the tip of the iceberg right now. That's it. Yeah. I, this I just, is the beginning. They're just starting. The attacks are going to go on, as Ava said, for two years. And if when President Trump is reelected, if we don't take back the House right. and the Senate and hold on to the Senate, It'll continue until they either impeach him or his term runs out in 2024. So, Jim, I wonder if this is just enough to tip the scales a little bit. And and what I mean by that is that typically a lot of middle America, moderates, people in the middle, people that just want to live their life, raise their families, have good jobs. They don't want to get involved in all this nonsense. These kinds of people, these are the people that actually decide the elections. It's not the extremists and they're not jobs on the left or the right. It's middle America, which is kind of how Trump won. He hit middle well, America. He hit all those states. You're, you're right on it. You're right sure. on it. Because yeah. this, I hope this will be center stage, okay, for for the next 24 months. That's, what I'm, that's my point, David. So what do you think yes. these people are thinking right now at home? They got to be like, like, they got to mm-hmm. be flipping out, Ava. I mean, they got to be like really flipping out and saying like, like they can't, this is not, what they want for America. This this cannot be their America. Well, you know, there are a lot of people out there who are independent and they don't really like Trump. They think he's a little too crass or he's this or he's that. Okay. All of a sudden they're going to be looking at the alternative. Okay. Who, who will run in 2020 as a Democrat candidate or as a socialist candidate or whatever you want to call it. Um, these people, I think, that have been sitting on the sidelines, the ones that are really going to make the difference, okay, in electing the president in 2020, these people hopefully are watching this dumpster fire that's going on in Congress right now. And I hope they're realizing they're, the only salvation they're ever going to have will be with Trump. That's just the truth. Well, you know, the, uh, go ahead. The, the, the big thing there is, you know, religion is a hot button. If you look at Trump carry the evangel. Uh, evangelicals by 90 to 10 in the 2016 election. And when you start talking religion and start comparing Judeo-Christian values to uh, Islam and the Quran that says jihad is a tenant of the religion, you have to either go out and convert the infidels or kill them. And this woman starts comparing the Holocaust Mm -hmm. to uh, modern-day Israel um, she obviously and, hates Israel. I mean, she absolutely. I mean, so, so you're going to wake a lot of people up, not only in the Midwest and across the plains and stuff, but the Catholics in Boston don't like to hear this. The Protestants in the Southeast and stuff, the Baptists across the country, when you start talking religion and start attacking their religion. I don't want to shock you, but there's a there's an article in the New Yorker today. All right. And I think the Jewish population in New York City will actually be pushing back against this. And that's a that's a real game changer. It really is. 
Well, it, which so brings, up, I, brings up a good I point, feel, Ava. Why, why do they really... support the Democrat Party? Why, why, why do the Jewish? <laughs> I mean, do you have a, do you or Jim have an answer for that? Why? I mean, Jim I'm seeing a lot of I'm seeing a lot of flashback Jewish. on that. We're I know both you are. Jewish. All right. Full yeah, disclosure. It's, it's, okay. it's called Jewish guilt. It goes back to huh. post World War II, uh, when you had a lot of Jews flee Europe right. during the war. And they have a guilt of why weren't they the ones who died? So they have this humanitarian, this liberal bent to things. Have to so help they, they have guilt, people. so they jumped in bed with Satan's group. Is that what you're yeah, saying, Jim? Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. but if you go back to the Democratic Party of the yeah. 50s and 60s, it was, you know, yes. of, of Kennedy, it was a more humanitarian. It was a more uh, American party. Yeah, it was very, gone. Kennedy was so, yeah. all there, you know. Well, Kennedy would be a conservative today. I mean, Kennedy would be a conservative. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, they, oh, yes. they, they, he wouldn't let him in the party. That's right. That's right. He he would be to the right of Donald Trump. I mean, uh, which is hard to imagine, but I think you almost would see that. Well, I have to bring up a topic too that that's really got me just roiling. Okay, um, this thing about the um, children being put in cages on the border. Okay, right. Right. Um, I would just love to just slap a few people around in Congress. Um, <laughs> they they just don't understand. I guess that. You know, 80,000 young girls in 2018 were trafficked and raped during this border excursion, okay? The projection for 2019 is well over 130,000. And when you start thinking of this kind of numbers, I mean, this is an emergency. If you're a young girl being dragged up from El Salvador, yeah, this is an emergency. And they're not cages, by the way. They're fencing. And why are they fencing these children off? Because they they have found out that they're not with their parent, and they're putting them in these fencing areas so that they can be secure. Totally being used. Yeah, but but they're trying to secure them and and give them, a lot of them need medical attention. They've been raped multiple times. I mean, you know, these are kids that are 10 years old. Yeah, that yeah. are having this happen. And, and to Kirsten them. Nielsen, I mean, Homeland Security Secretary, she's come out many times on the point you're talking about, Ava. But you know, but again, she's been way too nice. Let me tell you well, something. They're very lucky that yeah. I'm not sitting in that chair right now because <laughs> I would not be so sweet and kind to you'd these people. You'd make a good Homeland are... Secretary. I, I'd vote for you. Yeah, I think you'd make a gem, right? She'd make a good. Yeah, one, on, I think. on on Ava's point, they're giving every girl that's coming up in these caravans that's over 10 years old pregnancies tests. Exactly. Because they're finding many of them. But that's always been the and case. Well, he's all pregnant. It's always been the case. It's I mean, insane. Yeah, I know the traffic in and the the sex. Part where of it is that goes on. where is where is the women's movement? Okay, where are they on this issue? Where are the feminists to protect these? They're women? MIA on all this, Ava. They're MIA oh on all it. The media's I mean, MIA it's... on it. Everybody is. You're right. And they're flipping the cards real well because and, – and the thing about it, when you were speaking a little bit ago, Jim, I mean you talked about some of the yep. media. But you know, even the main networks, ABC, CBS, NBC, the, the networks who used to have some sort of threat of decency to give some sort of honest news out there, they don't cover any of this crap either. They don't cover any of it. They, they, they are, again, an arm for this radical movement, it seems. I don't know if, I don't, I don't know if they really know what they're doing. No, well, they've got to look at their ownership and where it's coming from more than anything. Yeah. Uh, these talking heads on all the broadcasts, all they do is read the AP you know, printout that comes out every day. Mm-hmm. And every one of them on every show is reading the exact same text. And you can flip from channel to channel and hear the same thing. Yeah, yeah. 
uh, something's going to have to give here with this. And what I'm wondering now is in the last, uh, what do we got here? The, we've got another, um, what, year and something before the next general election, right? It's going to mm-hmm. come quick now. I mean, we're in the, this thing is going to turn on like real fast now that the all the Democrats have come out of the woodwork. Uh, so now the question is, how much of this is going to turn off middle America, what we just started talking about a moment ago? So you take, again, the people who elected Trump, really, I mean, you take a lot of take a look at a lot of the states he won, guys. So he was never supposed to win. You remember when Pennsylvania turned on election night? <laughs> was, mm-hmm. it, I do. could really yes. believe that. But I mean, mm-hmm. so a lot of these states and a lot of the coal mining states and a lot of manufacturers, a lot of these people, they turned. That's middle America. That's what I'm talking about right there. These are the lost people that, that have been really bulldozed here from both parties. That's the ones that Trump picked up. So the question is, what are these people thinking at home now when they see, uh, again, not to be racist here or xenophobe or anything else, but when you see Muslims in Congress, when you see women running around with hijabs on in America, I mean, is that the, is that like, and, and think about this, people, is, is this like what we're supposed is this to get us to be what a kinder gentler nation is it is it for us to get indoctrinated slowly but surely in other words today it's just a couple of people with a couple of hijabs on and they're running around in congress in the halls and they're throwing all these anti-semitic comments on okay that's it right so what does tomorrow look like what does next year look like do they bring more of this on then what happens when you got 40 50 of these cats in there and what happens well, when they're running? And then what happens next? What do you got, Sharia law in place because they voted well, it in? The bottom line is um, you have to understand the Democrat Party wants to do away with the Electoral College. They want to do away with um, the Constitution and the Bill of Rights. And they just want to create a dictatorship. That's exactly well, they what they want to do. They want to force it down our throats is what they want it, to do. We will, we will never get this. We will never get this back once we lose it. You have to understand this. Well, we will if, never. If, and are we? So is that the point we're at? I mean, is it? I mean, in other words, you know, you hear about. Yes. The, well, you hear about the boy that cries wolf all the time, Eva. And I, I always hesitate. I step back a minute from these kinds of conversations because there are a lot of a lot of people out there who just talk smack all the time. They're all over the place. They're all over social media. They're all over everything. Is true. this? Is it? It is very true. It's they're everywhere. I mean, yep. so. Why is this? Is this a tipping point? This is this is a defining moment right here. It you, is. You really all think you so? To, all you have to do is look at California, where they are today. Mm-hmm. They have a supermajority in the state. All but three of the representatives to Congress mm-hmm. are Democrats. They just passed, put on the floor, two hundred bills of legislation to take over the complete housing market in California at all levels. There will be no more local control of zoning, no more local control of building heights, where buildings are placed, anything like that. It's turning into a completely top-down Sacramento or wherever the damn thing is, control of the state. So they have already have the legislature, they already have the schools, they already have the university systems. Now they're taking over housing. They already have transportation. They also have on the floor there... A single payer um, 
healthcare system that will cost the state something like $400 billion to implement. But they don't care. They'll just raise taxes. Sure. California has always said it leads the country in innovation and stuff. Well, this is innovation that's called socialism. Well, they lead the country takeover. in stupidity is what they lead the country. And I'm sorry right. to my friends out there. but uh, And they're, the friends are leaving California. Cal- I mean, like you were there, Jim, for many years. Yeah. And yeah. you left there, but we got a lot of people. I mean, Dr. Ron Martinelli, Linda Martinelli, there's a ton of people that have left the state, and they're leaving every day. The exodus out of California is significant. So if that's a role model for the country, is that what you're saying, Jim? I mean, think about, and you know, I think a lot of those conservatives out there, your Orange County, which was predominantly conservative, you think back to Reagan days as well, Jim, and a lot of these people, you know, yeah, okay, so they have a big heart, so they... They let immigration get out of hand. They let illegal immigration get out of hand. They don't want walls. They raise taxes. You know, take just gas, gasoline. You know, I got people out there just a couple of weeks ago that were paying four fifty, four eighty a gallon. I was driving through Texas at the time, and I was paying like a buck seventy nine. Yeah, I mean, but you have to you have to understand this model that you're mm-hmm. viewing in California. That's our future. That's what I'm okay. saying. That's if what, we yeah. keep going down this road and the people that are fleeing California mm-hmm. are going to other states, for example, Seattle, Washington, I just found out yesterday, yeah. has the highest homeless community in, in any state in the nation. Wow. Uh, yeah. They have their it's almost a city unto itself of homeless people. Yeah. yeah. Now, you think about these tent cities that are setting up oh, in God. all sanctuary cities yeah. all across the country. This is California exporting, okay? Well, and able to that point, I was with some people yesterday. Those images came up, by the way, of those tent cities you're talking about, right? Okay? Mm -hmm. Like, and Mm -hmm. these were in, like, Seattle and Portland and... All over. Oh, all through those West Coast cities. And the people I were, were with, you know what they did? They were aghast. They like, what? That can't be. That's here? Like they they knew there were some homeless, yeah. They knew there were a few tents, yeah. But like, and and you know what they're the doing images? in Seattle? Wow. In Seattle, they want to make it a permanent structure. Yes. So what they want to do is actually put showers and toilets yeah. and things along the road. Um, I, I don't really know how this will work. Yeah. Well, let this me is let me not get, a let good me, idea. Let me introduce everybody. Let me t- tell folks where we're at here. And back to your point here. Just let's. Let me wind that thought up right here and say that, you know, these people don't know what they're asking for when you talk about what we're talking about right now. I mean, this is this is really sick, which is why there's such passion out there, people. There's, a, there's tremendous passion in social media because uh, pa- uh, patriots are really uh, they're more than concerned. They're alarmed. They're ready for this fight. And I can feel it out there. I mean, all the time. People are pretty juiced right now. So anyways, you're listening to the voices of Ava Armstrong, Jim McKay, two of the best. Ava, of course, is a, is a great author. She's on Amazon. You get her at the America Out Loud bookstore as well. Uh, she's got a great, she's finishing up a book right now. She's got a new one. What's the title of the new book coming out, Ava, that you're writing? The Photograph. The Photograph. When will that be out? Soon. <laughs> well, you've been Probably. saying that for the last five and six years now. What's going on? I know, I know. Probably. <laughs> I'm, in, I'm I'm thinking I will probably have it, have the editing finished maybe in another month or so. Yeah. Well, the thing I've been impressed with the most, not that she sends some of the manuscripts to Jim McKay to look, take a look at. <laughs> That's not what I'm talking about, Jim. So don't let that go to your head here. But that she takes the time to really get it right. Every time I talk to you, you tell me what the latest is on that. And it's impressive that you are so... Um, you're just you're 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 
Well, you're like many of us are. Some of us are, not many, but some. A perfectionist. You want, you want the work to be really good, right? I mean, that's what it takes. Yes. Yeah. yeah yes. I want, my, my goal is to make yeah. you cry. That's okay. my goal. Don't do that, Eva. Come on. That's <laughs> sick. This is what you want people to do today? Uh, come on. Cry. I want to make them cry. No, when they yeah. read my books. <laughs> yeah. She makes everybody cry all over social media. She runs around. I can, a... make, I can make you cry on here, too, if you want. I know. I know this. We call this talk loud. You're, you remember the, the old saying uh, that, that used to be, uh, what, carry a big stick, so, speak softly and carry a big stick, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, you can carry the stick, but our whole slang here is talk loud, uh, not not okay. so, not softly. Talk loud. That's what we're doing here. Jim McKay. Jim is the executive producer of Viewpoint. Both Ava and Jim have been working on Viewpoint from the beginning, friends. The news magazine you hear every weekend. And um, Jim, it was a he actually he was a smart guy. He invested years ago, made a lot of money, and then left them in California. Now he's living the high life. You own, you own what now, Jim? Three or four islands off the coast, or something uh, like that? I think it's called the Bahamas. Yeah, you own the. And there, by the way, crime is up there. You need to get your neighborhoods in order. I hear crime is really high on the Bahamas right now. I've seen some reports the other day. Anyways, you're on Talk Loud, friends. Be back in just a moment. Think back to the last time you felt healthy and energized. The best times of our lives occur when we're at the peak of our health, sleeping better, full of energy and focus. We know that fades with age, and you might be feeling the effects of aging as low energy and poor sleep. But it doesn't have to be that way. There haven't been any nutrition systems designed to rejuvenate our bodies as we get older until now. Healthy Cell Pro is the only multinutrient system that impacts the building block of your body, the cell. Created by anti-aging expert and Nobel Prize nominee, Dr. Vincent Giampapa, award-winning Healthy Cell Pro cuts through the complexity of nutrition supplements by simply giving you the purest ingredients, filling dietary gaps to nourish your cells and enhance your quality of life for optimal performance. Visit HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for an exclusive discount or call 844-869-9958. Job numbers, job numbers and minimum wage. Yeah, what do you think about the job numbers? Well, I thought this was fascinating. Um, 20,000 jobs and all of a sudden people are going, wow, what happened? Well, I'll tell you what happened. And, and okay, but, but the rate is three point eight. The rate went down a little bit. Right? Yeah, isn't but, that wonderful how they do those calculations? Well, let me, Jim, it is the weirdest <laughs> thing. No, thanks for saying that, I, I, Jim. I'm I'm serious. I sit there when I hear the numbers and I'm saying, oh, we got really bad news. We got this, and then but the rate went down. So I mean, like psychologically, don't you want a better unemployment rate? Like three point eight is better than four point one. So let, let's, Jim. How do they come up with that? That's like tricky math how do they do that tricky math it is it, it's really funny the uh bureau of labor statistics is located outside of washington dc well that explains and uh it's on the university of maryland campus and it's uh, basically staffed by graduate students on a server it, in a basement that explains <laughs> everything you don't have to tell me anymore i mean we're screwed up <laughs> and and the beauty of it is yeah it's called short-term statistics they they the numbers come in and out at different times. Uh, it used to be that they used to give the bureaus a target number, and then they would put the data behind it. Uh, I think that still goes on in a lot of government entities. You know, what number do you want to know for this month? So what you're yeah. saying effectively is this organization is run by Pelosi's chief of staff, is what you're saying, I think, right? 
Uh, university liberal Democrats. Oh my God! So the numbers. So Ava, what do you make of this? So what? Do you, what's your philosophy? You got? I know you got a whole theory I'm, on this. What is it? I'm just fascinated. Okay, that nobody. I haven't seen anybody yet right. that has tied together the $15 minimum wage with the decrease in new job creation. There's a reason why there's only 20,000 jobs that were created because. A lot of people lost their jobs or their hours were reduced because of this $15 minimum wage thing that went through. I mean, that's a big deal. And a lot of com- small businesses are not able to keep on you know, staff. They're not able to give them the hours they were before. Some small businesses are even closing. So you're saying the increase in the minimum wages, which was predicted, is hurting a lot of this small business community. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. But well, you know what the answer to that is, guys? And I, I know I got the answer, Jim and Ava. It's to just hire illegals and keep them illegal and pay them under the market. Well, unfortunately, that's what's happening. Isn't that what Republicans yes. do? I think... Every, I think there's, you know, a lot of blame to be spread around there. Yeah, I do. I do. Sorry to call it out as I see it, That's people. what but... it is. No, Jim. it's true. Oh, Jim, it's and true. then it's the Republicans that sit in their ivory tower bitching all day about this stuff, right? Well, they're going to well, run out. Of, they're all worried about running out of gardeners and low dishwashers. Nannies. And low nannies. Labor. Nannies. Yeah, nannies, too. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I just, you know, do do what the Mormons do. Get four or five wives. Oh, well, boy. I don't know how oh, that would work. Oh, boy, that's not nice. Ava, <laughs> this is where you're supposed to attack me. How dare you, you that's, sexist that's womanizer tired. piece of what? <laughs> What's that? No, no, Jim's having trouble handling one wife. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, no doubt, no doubt. No, it's I, I exhausting. If you're lucky, it's that's exhausting. all anybody should handle, right? How many wives you have, Ava? I don't have a wife, but I have a husband. And <laughs> now, let me tell you, he is he is high maintenance. Honey. Now, today you have to ask that, Ava, because mo- a lot of people have wives, you know. I mean, women That's have wives. true. There are many women that we, have I was walking wives. the other That's day right. with some people, and there was a lot of women holding hands and kissing and what mm-hmm. have you. And people said, what's going on? Someone turned to me and said, what is going on with society? Not, I mean, not that anybody should have anything against somebody living their life in an authentic way. I think it's a beautiful thing. But it was just dawned on them, and they turned to me and said, what is going on with society today? And they just reflected back to maybe 20, 30 years ago, when if you did that in public, oh, my God, you'd be called out in a hot second. I truly think think our society is much more open today and much more— You think? We, I think we embrace all different, you know, people and cultures and relationships, which is a good thing. I'm not, I'm not saying that's a bad. Well, I'm, it happened look, all the time, but people had it in the closet. Now they do it out in the in the open, right? I mean, our grandfathers wouldn't have liked this much, you know. Socially, I'm more liberal. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm kind of from that don't ask, don't tell group. You're more libertarian. Like, You're more libertarian. Uh, yeah, I am. Yeah. I am really. Yeah. And but but. You know, it's hard to put you in a box, Ava. You are a freak of nature. It's hard to put I you am. in a box, love. You know? I am very yeah. much so. I, I think I'm really a constitutional conservative, though, because I love the Constitution, and I always look to that when I try to make a decision. I don't just make a decision like out in midair. I always have something behind it. There's a reason. There's a, there's a principle. There's a root. Which is why you could never run for political office, Ava, just based on that basis alone. It's, that would disclude you, right, Well, Jim? I usually <laughs> I usually agree with the Freedom Caucus guys. That's who yeah. I end yeah. up with every now, time. Now, let me you ask know? you with the Freedom Caucus guys. And, and I, I mean, seriously, do, are they more libertarian? Do you consider them more libertarian? 
Oh, very much so. Right. Oh, yeah. Most of them are, Definitely. Right? Not all. Definitely. No, not all. Rand Paul is a little bit off the rails right he, now. I, I, and I I've taken him... I think he's smoking something to, some of the time. I've taken him to the woodshed. I took him to the woodshed. To the woodshed. And what? Oh, I God. did. Ava with yeah. Rand Paul to the woodshed. That would be a photograph I would definitely take <laughs> and be able to put on the open market and get rich with. That's, all, that's always where Dad takes you for those long times. Oh, talks, I've been you know? taken there myself, love. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Three times. Uh, just... Just well, don't come up on him while he's mowing his lawn. That's a- no, I know, I know. And but you know what? I truly love Rand Paul, and I've always mm-hmm. been a big fan of his. I love his. He's just a very you know moderate guy. Right, let me ask you he, this. Let me ask you this. And I, I I don't know what your you haven't told us yet. And I'm, I'm let me guess though. Yeah. Let me guess. You <laughs> haven't told us yet what your beef is with Rand Paul or why you took him to the woodshed. We haven't talked about this. But if I'm you going know. to guess right now, well, I'm going to guess. My guess is, is that the fact that he didn't support the president with the resolution on the border and he compared it to Obama and executive orders. Am I right or am I wrong? Boom. You're right. Oh, man. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> so I figured it had to be. <laughs> Unless he did something else in the last couple of days I did not see. So why do you think that is? And what, I mean, I didn't understand the whole thing about, well, we complain about other presidencies and executive orders and all that, and I don't want this president doing it. But yet they've done this kind of thing. They've, they've, it's not uncommon at all for them to protect and do these kinds of things for national security. What, what's the big beef? What's, what's up with Rand well, Paul? Rand Paul, well, he's a purist. He's a yeah, constitutionalist. Yeah. And he's, he's saying he's looking at the division of, of powers between the three branches of government. And he's... He's standing up for that. And is that because, a noble thing, Jim? Is it a noble well, thing? It is in sense because just because a different president did it in the past and others before him and before him. And I mean, by the time you get done, you won't have a, a government. You won't have division of powers. I mean, how the heck can the House representatives do an investigation and get their own special prosecutor when the outcome of these things is they have no ability to indict anybody to prosecute anybody to do anything they can't even make a recommendation to the department of Jim, justice they don't even have a crime they don't even have a they freaking have a crime. crime but nadler so he's got all these investigations out there but there's no crime so how does this happen in america where he throws this out there and he's going to look for a crime because they didn't get the collusion now listen Mueller is going to drop any time now isn't he we, we get that feeling now all- they say it could even be today so, who knows? Wow. That would be really cool. And we'd have that in time for the weekend. I hope so, man. It's good. <laughs> yeah, don't don't get don't get your juices flowing because yeah. it's probably going to be a nothing burger to quote the uh the mainstream media. Well, my juices are going to flow because I'm going to open up a big bottle of wine, darling, uh, with some popcorn <laughs> and celebrate the Mueller report. Absolutely. Yeah. And then I'm going to take but it out know, to the back shed and piss all over it. There is nothing more constitutional than the president of the United States protecting our borders from invaders. There is nothing more constitutional than that. So I would love to have a throwdown with Rand Paul anytime. I would. I wonder if we could yep. get him on the program here to have that throwdown. We should get a word into him. Jim, you've got connections. Why don't you pull that connection in, by the way? All right. Okay. Yeah. Get Rand Paul. Tell him Ava. Miss Ava wants to have a, a showdown with him. Because the only argument I've seen him put forth is mm-hmm. that 
in the future, he doesn't want presidents to, you know, abuse. But Ava, he is a sensitive guy. Power. You can't, you can't, you can't slap him or bitch slap him because he'll, I would he'll never, sue you. I would he'll never use you. physical. You know, I all right. His neighbor did. His course. neighbor. He made a lot of money off the neighbor for that. I just you can't. Yeah. Do that. My husband. My husband told me I can torture people just with my voice. So I've been told that. <laughs> I, I've had. I've had listeners actually send in those responses. It's <laughs> yeah, good. Right. If if Rand Paul doesn't want it happening anymore, why does he go on to the floor of Congress, propose a bill mm -hmm. to change the Presidential Powers Act that there the Congress go. gave to him? Yes. I mean, these, these people are all about stand up, make noise, do nothing. There, there's a phrase called NATO. No action, talk only. It mm -hmm. was it was put together no by action, the military NATO. for NATO post-World War II and post-Korean War. So it's their War. version of NATO, huh? It is. They, they just talk, talk, talk and get nothing done. I mean, you have, what, 535 members of Congress between both houses. Tell me what they have done in the last 10 years that has any substance to it. Zip. Nothing. These people... They can't even come up with a budget, for God's sake. Yeah, yeah. They, 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 by law, they're supposed to come up with a real budget every October and give it to the president to approve. This hasn't even been done. You know, you know when this all stopped was in, when Obama became president. There was no more Congress creating a budget. Well, it was just an open checkbook. Right. And there you go, for eight years. Just and like, now they still haven't. They well, still just haven't like right now, there is no resolve to our immigration problems. Now, the left and the right talk about immigration. They've talked about it for the last, I don't know, decades, decades, guys. This isn't a new problem. But here's the thing. If you're spending all your time, when you have to look over your shoulder constantly, and you're spending all your time beating the hell out of the other political party, how many times, Ava, Jim, have you, have us three talked about this topic? And you know my feelings on this. I think it's sickening what goes on with our political parties in this country. I think they're both guilty as charged. So here we go. We have a situation where now Nadler, as you say, is coming off, and he's going to, they're spending all their time. If you spend all your energy, every waking moment on how to upset the other political party, how to investigate whoever it is. And, we, and, and again, in all fairness to you two, and I know you don't like it when I say this, we did the same damn thing against Obama because we didn't like him. We didn't like his policies. We didn't like Obama. I, I couldn't stand Obama. We yeah, didn't do it. enough. No, we didn't do well, enough. Well, we now too, that's an interesting listen, point you bring up. We were too kind that's because we were afraid we well, would be Well, it's the first black racist. president. First black you can't do it. You're a racist. Yeah. You're a racist bitch. You can't right. do it. Stop it. It's I'll called the it's called the establishment likes the status quo. Everybody's fat, dumb, and happy collecting their paychecks, that's it. their money from that's the it. lobbyists. Getting reelected. That's Don't it. Don't rock the boat. Short-term yeah. gain. Short-term gain. Next election. In the meantime, America is kind of going around the drain. We're going around in circles and circles and circles. So I think what really gets me with a lot of this is, as you three, you know I'm somebody of action. I like solutions. I like to solve the problems, the big problems of the day. So how do we – I think one of the answers, guys, I, I still believe we've got to – I don't know how I put this out on social media the other day. I mean, we'll never get term limits in this country because they will. I, well, I say that. I think we will get them at some point because I think we, the people, will force the issue. But I think they don't want them clearly. But I think you got to have that turnover, don't you think, guys? I mean, we need that turnover. We need to get them out of office. They, the longer they stay in there, the more corrupt they become. There's two yeah. parts that you have to get them out of office right. and you have to dismantle the federal government. Get it out Amen. of all the Amen. things it doesn't belong in that 
is not in the Constitution. Drive them out. Shut down the Department of Education. It has no... That's a man after my own heart. I love Jim McKay, by the way. There it is right there. Mm -hmm. No, you always come back to... So what do you say to that, Ava? You agree or disagree with us? Oh, no, I agree 100%. Um, I I used to be against term limits, but... In the oh, last few years, I've understood that. Um, I've rubbed off so, on you, Ava. I've rubbed off you on have, you. I have. You have. You've Because you were me the that right way, way when we first yes. met. You were hard to. Mm-hmm. You were. You were really hard on that. You know. Well, I'm looking at how the Constitution was set up, and I'm looking at what the founders um, intended. Okay, they intended for a citizen legislature to come and go as needed. Okay, you know, per term or whatever, or stay for a couple of terms and go back. So. The citizen legislature has been, um, it, it has morphed into something very ugly, mm-hmm. yeah. which is what political we have now. Careers. Mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> yeah, political. yeah, political careers, long-term career, careers. They started running for re-election on November 9th, 2018. We have continuous perpetual campaigning. I mean, when Mitch McConnell came out and said on January 1st, 2018, I can't put these bills on the floor because it's an election year. I said, my God, what are we paying these people for? Let them all go home and run for office. Close the doors of the of the Capitol building. We don't need them. They're not doing anything. Mm-hmm. They're costing us billions of dollars a year to do nothing. And here's the, and here's the real irony of it all, Malcolm, for me. Here's Donald Trump, a businessman. He's an outsider. Okay. Right. He gains the presidency. He gets into the presidency, and Republicans and Democrats alike tried to take this man out. And it just really shows you. It really illustrates how far we have come from what the founding fathers wanted for us to have. They they wanted to have a citizen president, and that's what Donald Trump is. He's a citizen. Listen, I talked about that for years, Ava. You heard me talk about that years ago when when Obama Mm -hmm. was in office. We talked about it. That I I was hoping for that. That I just wanted real people to run for office, which is what I talked Mm -hmm. about. It's like this uh, Dan Crenshaw. I like Representative Crenshaw a lot. He's a real guy. He's not a politician, you see. And that makes a difference, doesn't it? Yes, very much so. It makes a big difference. So. Uh, it's interesting. Listen, I want to talk to you both about this kid here. This, uh, this, we were, we started talking about the the um, uh, semitism in America and what's going on in Congress and what have you. Did you see the story about this young kid, William McLeod? Did you see the story with the ashes on his head? Yes, yeah, the, I did. The, uh, yes, fourth grader. Yeah, I mean, yes. this is a kid's out of Utah, and uh, he, um, uh, they, the teacher made him take off the for Ash Wednesday. They, she wanted him to remove it from his head and forced him to remove it. Now, and this became, I think, a pretty big story, actually. It, you know, because why? Because she found it offensive? They found it offensive? But now what happens if that same story, if you ask the, the, the young lady to remove her hijab? from? What happens then, Ava? What happens? Oh, you would, you would have a major... Uh, it would be on the network I mean, news. They would open oh, up the yeah. programs with that, Ava. They would open up the programs well, with I wanna, that story. I want to say something right now. Jim mm-hmm. and I are Jewish, and we're feeling the anti-Semitism, or and I should say anti-Jewish, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. culture that's going on here yeah. in America. Yeah. I want you to know they're coming next for Christians, okay? Well, that's it. Hey, listen, I was named after a Jewish doctor, so I, I, does that make me part Jewish, Ava, by chance, Malcolm? Well, 
a little bit, maybe. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. We'll, I don't we'll think so. <laughs> I, I, Jim, there you go. I was named. We good, take everybody. Yeah, we yeah, I know. Good, fr- you know? good friend of the family. I was named after a Jewish doctor. That's where the unusual name of Malcolm came from. And uh, I'm just wondering that maybe that gives me a tie to the uh, uh, to the to the Jewish community. I don't know, but yeah, no. I mean, listen, Christianity. Everybody's under siege. It seems right now, unless you fought. Well, we know why. We cover it on America Out Loud all the time, guys. The Out Loud Perspective awaits you in life, love, politics, a healthy lifestyle, your faith, personal development, and living an out loud life on AmericaOutloud.com. Blitz your news and entertainment network where you can listen 24-7 on our free apps on both Android and Apple. Welcome to the new era in communications, America Out Loud Talk Radio. Take your guns and Bibles, you know. Well, these well that's how they branded it. They branded the fanatic yeah. thing. It's true, Jim. I mean, but that's what so, they do anyways when they don't like your argument. Yeah. They you're, they make fun of us, you're though, an extremist. which is really, yeah, it's yeah. really sad. You love it's God. Really you love your Bibles. You love guns. You you know. I believe in a creator, okay? And this was actually in our founding documents, by the way. Sure. Okay? Sure. Our rights are from, they're unalienable they don't rights come from, from government. a creator. They come from our creator. Right. That's right. That's right. And we're the only country on the planet Amen. that has this. Amen to that. Yeah. And people don't understand this. It's not taught in schools. All right, but but we started seeing you. we started seeing the collapse of this, Ava. I'm gonna say I started seeing it, by golly, at least ten, fifteen, maybe twenty years ago, when there was mm-hmm. a lot of disruption about having a whatever, having a, a cross out in the a manger scene. You couldn't have a manger scene. Now the early yep. signs of that that was a big story when that happened. When the stories first started to come out about a, a simple manger manger scene on the corner somewhere, and it was a big deal, and it, and it made the network news. It was all over the place. I mean, I remember going back to the mm-hmm. early uh, news guys would talk about this like it was a big story. Today, it's not a big story at all because it happens all the time. But those were the the early signs. The Supreme Court's looking at a a case right now to remove a cross. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. It's a a memorial cross. And and it's, you know, from World War One. And it's been there forever. And and it's it's very symbolic to a lot of things, including our military. It's a a military symbol more than anything. But again, that's where they want to remove it. Well, like... what? They're not only removing it on public lands, but they're t- trying to take down crosses or symbols oh, yeah, of religion on private lands mm-hmm. that are in view by other people that might find them offensive. Yeah. Now, if you have a church that has a cross on the top of the, the, the steeple or on top of the dome or wherever it is, mm-hmm. and it can be viewed from miles around, does that mean you take it down? You have to, you have to di- completely disembowel the religion? Now, and what if now what if the morning prayer in New York City where you know literally thousands and thousands of Muslim shut people shut off the speakers right well what if that's disturbing me do you think anything's going to be done about that no, i don't no. think so not if, not if no. you're uh, not, no not if you're jewish or christian it won't you, why not- are these politicians so scared of islam do they think they're going to uh, have their heads cut off tomorrow that's a good question. Yes. Yeah, yeah, they well, believe that's going to happen. That's well, why they're yeah, so scared. Maybe. You remember those striking scenes when they had all the uh, all the um, the people in the orange outfits on the on the waterfront, remember, yeah. before they cut their heads off? Yeah, beheadings. Remember are. that, Jim? That was a big deal. Yes. You don't hear that anymore. ISIS was, that's how ISIS got its notoriety and fame, right? 
Right. Yeah, yeah that's how it that's is. That's the that's the extreme. But you have to understand there are there are groups of Muslims that are here in America and they are assimilating and they're reforming. Okay. They're they're living well, a different but, but kind says of that's Islam. a lot of rubbish. He says if they're if they're Muslim they're reading the Quran is what that means. And if they're reading the Quran, then no good, he says. Mm. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I don't know. Can... I I don't know. I, I see a lot of people that are Muslim and they're they're assimilating they're they're adopting human you know uh human well they don't want to run around killing people you're saying right right they're adopting the humanity and the and the value system of america and they were drawn to it you know for a specific reason and i i don't i'm not of the mind that every muslim is here to kill us okay that isn't my mindset i've seen people physically known people Mm -hmm. who are muslim and they're They've Americanized, so they love our constitution. They love our, you know, system of government here. That you know, it's freedom. I mean, who would? See, wouldn't? that's that's a bigger debate we need to have about the mm-hmm. constitution. When you say loving the constitution, that's a bigger debate we need to get IQ on for that. Because if that's mm-hmm. the case, does that? I, and there are a lot of questions with that. Does that still make them a Muslim, or the fact that well, I don't know? This is this is one of the reasons the, Trump. His idea for immigration reform is so good because he wants to bring people here that are of the Muslim well, faith. Well, he wants to backtrack everybody. He wants he to make wants, sure you're legit. Absolutely. If you're if you're going to assimilate, yeah. then, you know, you need to go through some training. Well, listen. And I, you need to understand. Absolutely. You know, so just for the record, I backchecked you and Jim before I brought you onto this broadcast today to make absolutely <laughs> sure you both could do this. Absolutely. Absolutely. But Ava, assimilation is a dirty word. Don't don't you remember that from just a couple of weeks ago? Okay. No, I will, I will not allow. You know, I'm not I'm not one of those chicken shit liberal. You know, I'm not going to allow them to use the language and force me to use their terms okay it's just not happening they're good at but not the the entire democratic party is against assimilation because Mm -hmm. as long as you can keep it divided it's easier to control Mm -hmm. once you put people together as americans and they all enjoy the better life the democratic party is toast it's gone socialism will never get a foothold but if you can pit pit one group well, against exactly, another, well, that's exactly. You know, it's interesting you say that because that's exactly what happened to all the Mexicans and Latinos that have immigrated here. Okay, these people are very entrepreneurial. They mm-hmm. set up businesses, and yep. now they're all Republican. A lot of them are. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So you know, the Democrats are like, no, we can't have this. We need them dependent on us. You know. Right, but get you look and- at the favorability among blacks for Trump right now, and it's like 21 or 22 percent. Yeah. They don't want to talk about it. Yeah. But the reason it is, is the Democratic Party has thrown them away in favor of the Latino vote. Mm-hmm. The, mm-hmm. The, the Latino vote is a much larger Well, uh, to that point, Jim, one of the other stories in the last few days is the fact that they're trying to lower the voting age now, the Democrats are. You see that? So they're doing ah! everything they can. They want to lower oh, like it now. 12 years old or something? Well, they, when they come out of the womb, <laughs> if they survive the abortion, they wanted them to be able to vote then. <laughs> oh, uh, don't get me going. Raise I your know. arm if you're alive and you can vote before we kill you or massacre you on oh, the table here. There was debate on that in California. They wanted to make it like 16. They want to lower it. No, it's happening right now. They want to give them the same 
when you get your learner's permit, they wanted to register you to vote. Well, yeah, oh, that's it. God. You can't, you can't, you can't Seriously. do anything else. You can't buy a gun. You can't make a conscientious decision. You can't get laid. You can't do anything else. But you can certainly vote. That's okay. You you get a conscious or brain to vote. But the the point is, they're doing whatever they can. Uh, Jim, to what you're saying right now, they'll take any group on any day in any situation if it aids their their mission to stay in power. If they can stay in power and they can do it through any means, they're going to do it. Now, whether they use Latino votes, Hispanic, whether they use Black American or Asian votes or Martians from another planet or the mentally retarded or the people that are having abortions or the misfits of, of um, uh, you know, whatever, it doesn't matter how they do it. People. Well, they're, they're going to matter. succeed. Now, I'll tell you how they'll succeed. I can stay. tell you oh, exactly. Are they, go- oh, are they going to succeed, you're saying? They're going to win. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, and so I'll tell you, you how wow. I'll tell you how they're going to do it. I don't know if it'll be in my lifetime. It may be. But you think but they're going to? Okay. What's happening? How are they going to do it? Grade one through six mm-hmm. is the is the most important time in a child's development. Well, then we've already lost mentally. We've already lost yep. them. Yeah. And they are they are indoctrinating children, and it's it's bad. The the college campuses are just topping it off they're already indoctrinated before they even get there well which brings me to the point i don't know if you all heard the explosive show that terry beatley did did you i mean it's phenomenal it's uh entitled rescue the children from the public schools an amazing program i was so inspired with this talk uh, well you know what's going on you know it's going on and it's this is devastating it really is children are being lied to every day look for example at that group of school children that came into diane feinstein's office did you hear the oh, parroting yeah. oh, the yeah. parroting that was being yeah. done and then the teacher interrupted and i thought they treated diane feinstein with great disrespect and Diane Feinstein, I don't even like this woman, but I'll tell you what, I liked what she said back to them. What did she say back? She told them that um, the Green New Deal was not going to be taking place in the next 10 years. The world's not going to end in 12 years. And you'd be better off doing more listening than yelling and talking at me. Do you, do you both think, a serious question, do you both think for real, do you think possibly, potentially, this AOC gal, this uh, Cortez gal lady there, uh, do you think she's on crack? No, I think she's on her millionaire boyfriend's uh Yeah, but you don't you think know, she's handouts. on drugs of any kind? or may, Is she high no. when she comes into Congress every day? Is she, she's not high, Jim? I, I hate to use this word, she's an attention whore. She's a whore. Yeah. Attention whore no, or just a whore? She's a, a young, emotional uh, individual who's full of it right now. She's getting all this media attention, which she's been indoctrinated. Strokes her ego and stuff. And she's out there just mouthing off and getting on every channel for every day. Well, which is why I had a, by the way, we had somebody send me a column in the other day. If she's listened, she'll know who it is. I'm not going to say her name, but she was debating with me through message. She wanted a picture of uh, the uh, the AOC chick. Uh, what's her, Alexandria? Is it Ocasio-Cortez? Mm-hmm. AOC, I guess. Ocasio-Cortez. Ocasio. Yeah. Got to say it right. Ocasio. Occasional the, cortex. Occasional okay. cortex. Occasional cortex or cortex? Which is cortex. it? Uh, Oh, cortex. Okay. There's no brain. There's no brain there. She, <laughs> she, may, she may be a cortex. She, she may you be know a what? Cortex. You know what she would be a perfect poster child for? The college indoctrination system. This yep. woman well, had a choice. Okay? I'm not sure she can help herself either, Ava. She seems no. to be out there. Um, she, she's, she's so are, so far over the edge right now. It's She's not coming back up from it. But she'd be a perfect poster 
child for the Republicans of why you shouldn't vote for the Democrats. Let them talk. Let them Let talk. talk. Let them keep going. I mean, keep give well, them, I put said. the microphone in front of them. Stay on social media. Keep yeah. talking. Well, yeah, middle America is not going to accept this. I don't think so. So but you're saying at some point they're going to accept it. Ava. you're you're saying at some point that they're going to win. Well, the millennials are buying their BS. OK, mm-hmm. you know that the millennials yeah. are all the ones that are rushing to see the, you know, the next AOC <laughs> video on Twitter, you know, and yeah. all that. So, I mean, the millennial people are brainwashed and it's sad. It really is. They're buying all these lies and, you know, it's just (laughs) they don't have a calculator and they do not know how to do math. Hold on, Ava. I think Jim passed out. Jim, did you fall on your mic? Somebody asked me me the other day when when the Democratic uh, National Committee came out and said Fox News is not getting any of the debates, period. Yeah. What do you think of that? I think it's terrible. Yeah. I think, but it is endemic of what yeah. the situation in the country is today. Fox is probably the only middle of, I don't even call them right anymore. I call them middle of the road broadcast stations that are any place. The, the message that 99% of the country is getting is this, this force fed nonsense from the mainstream media the lies they tell over and over. And the big problem that I see that for the future of this country is that this is a propaganda machine that, that is part of the political situation. There is no fourth estate anymore that is honest, that's open, that is looking after our country. It is sold out 100% to the left. So they, how did they ever come back again? So Can they ever come up. back again, the media? I mean, is no. it? No, I mean, this is no, how they yeah. gone forever. No, I think, I think so. Just go out and buy all the stations. You know, we don't have to stand a chance. So, Ava, you think they can come back, you say? Oh, a phoenix will be born from the ashes, you can bet. Oh, definitely. This is, this is capitalism at its finest. You're watching it play out right now. So, all these different channels, all these alphabet yeah, channels, okay? Right. The American public is looking at this, and they're choosing. They're picking and choosing. I can't tell you how many people I've spoken with on Twitter and other social media yeah. that have completely banished the mainstream media from their, their whole life right now do you think we should do you think america out loud should start a television network ava should that be we should we be that phoenix the phoenix thing or do we stay in radio personally i think radio and podcast is is the future i really do yeah yeah television is going down and down and down, i think I television think. is a you know it it's limited as to what they can can really do with that yeah, um there's, you there's, i have an issue with that that the most Financially rewarding shows on television because they're cheap to produce are the 24-hour day news channels, the news broadcasts they do five, six hours a day, the late-night TV, even though you pay a, a host 10 or $15 million a year. Sponsors flock to those things. These are the they cheap ones some, to do, you mean? They're cheap to the produce? The cheap ones to do. I mean, you look at what that else, else is on. I mean, yeah. the better... Well, we're cheap too, Jim. You, Ava, and I are cheap uh, to do as well. So yeah. that's uh, we right. We don't yeah. take a lot. I, we're going people on are, for higher wages, Malcolm. We people are flocking. <laughs> They're flocking to podcasts and and media. That's and not that's only that, not... but over seventy percent of the people are listening on the smartphones now. So that's you're right, Ava, with that point. They're taking it all with them, you know. So they move it. 
Um, I, I got a lot of things I'm working on with those apps and stuff too. I love it. We get we get so many people come in. And we're, we're now getting record numbers of app holders. So people love it. They love getting that stuff on the fly. So let the mainstream media commit suicide before your oh, eyes like because that. you're you're like watching that. it. You're watching the it. The mainstream it's media happening. commits suicide. That would be a great mm-hmm. headline for a great story, an article, or a show, or something. Mm-hmm. But I like the sound of that, Jim. You know, I like the sound I, of that. Um, I think Ava's a little delusional on that happening. I I really don't think it's going to happen in the next unless we have nuclear holocaust and destroy all the infrastructure. It's no. Not look at the look at the demo, look at the demographics. You, that's what you have to look at. Look at the millennial kids. What are they listening to? The Gen X kids and stuff. AV's what are they you delusional, by the way? What are, are they watching? Accept that? No, I'm gonna <laughs> slap them. <laughs> I thought you were gonna slap them. Bitch, slap them. I was waiting for a rebuttal. On but I well, usually, I usually slap them with facts, though. Well, that's how however I you do it, I'd slap them good after that remark. I'll tell you here. <laughs> so I, I so I, I want to. Just I want to wrap it up with this thought here. So I mentioned the young kid there, William McLeod here. Now, I just let me just read you this. This could be your kid. I think this is an interesting point to end on, people, since we're talking about the media and all of that. So this kid, this William McLeod in school in Utah. So he's Catholic. It's Ash Wednesday. He puts ashes on his head. Nothing, nothing heroic or unique about that. It's the first day of Lent. Got it. Now, this is a very common thing. It happens, people, right? So he's approached by the teacher. And the teacher told her to wipe it off. It's not appropriate in the school. So, see, so basic fundamental things we grew up with are not appropriate in school anymore. You can't do the simple things. You can do other things. You know, you can blow buildings up. You can wear hijabs. You can run around like maniacs. You can call people all kinds of names. You can get out there. That's all acceptable. So he goes on. The kid says, she told me two times to wipe it off in front of my friends in the corner. And I wiped it off. And she said, more until it's gone. You little bastard. No, she didn't say that part, but everything else she said, yeah. <laughs> so William says, he goes on to say, when I went in the office, I was crying. This is, this is a young kid now, okay? He says, I felt like I was in trouble. Well, no kidding. This story is unbelievable, really, when you think about it. The, you know what the kid says? It ends up with this. So the teacher then had to apologize, and the kid was asked, William was asked if he accepted her apology. And you know what his answer was? He says, yeah. I kind of feel bad. You know, I mean, that's something to think about, people out there, when you think about this kid and the role model he is. He feels sorry for her. You know, feels sorry for the teacher. Now, the reason the kid figured out and he feels sorry for her, and that I point out to you, is that I think a lot of us, maybe we should feel sorry for the opposition, but people, I don't know if we can really feel sorry as William did in this case, because I'm afraid they got the knife in our backs as we're saying we feel sorry for them. I'm not sure I can feel sorry for them anymore. What I'm saying is I think they know what they're doing. I think they want to dismantle America, people. I don't know that I want to feel sorry for them anymore. And the them, you can figure out who the them are. There's a whole bunch of them. You just start with Washington, D.C. and work outward from there, will you? I think a lot of people are guilty as charged. Well, listen, it's uh, Malcolm Out Loud here, Ava Armstrong, Jim McKay. Talk loud, friends. That's what we do here. Again, the Out Loud truth continues back at AmericaOutloud.com.